We acknowledge and respect the first humans of the unceded land we call San Francisco, the Ramaito Shaloni. We condemn the genocide of these and other tribes across the Western Hemisphere. We honor their legacy and history, and we support rematriation and sovereignty efforts. Hi there. How you doing? Welcome to Storied San Francisco. I'm your host, Jeff Hunt. This is part two of our episode on Mother, San Francisco's newest LGBTQ bar. It's going to be on 16th Street in the old Esta Noche spot. And y'all, we have an opening date for you. Thursday, February 2nd. We continue our chat with Mother's owner, Malia Spaniel. Malia currently owns the Parkside, and the episode begins where we left off in part one, with Malia sharing what it was like to go through the 2016 election and COVID. Here's Malia. 2016 election was very sad for me personally, as a woman, as a big fat dyke, you know, as a human being. Mm -hmm. Um, It made everyone really sad. Uh, Did it make people drink more? People always drink. Good times, bad times. True. It's like Mexican food. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, COVID, COVID was That's big. That's the real one. Yeah, that yeah, was, yeah, That was a real one because we shut down mm-hmm. and I lost my mind. I'm like, I'm like a border collie and I have my routine and I would do this, 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 and I had this and I had places to go and things to do and like... Yeah. All of a sudden, I had nothing. Right. And and plus panic, plus no concept of when or what this you know anything what, uh, nothing. So just swirling around. I like to remind people. Remember how at first they were like, "It'll be two weeks." <laughs> Ooh, it it was it remember, was it's not so cute. two weeks. It's so cute. Yeah. Um, Shane. Shane lives upstairs. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the hammerhead shark. Uh, well, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Shane lives upstairs. Okay. And um, he became like the center because he was always here. And then so I could like swing by here and like sneak in. I would make myself a cappuccino with whatever beans were left and like maybe or maybe come in and steal a, a Lone Star out of the cooler, you know. And I'm from Texas, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Love the Lone Star. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And and hang out and on the patio where mm. it was safe. You had a patio. That's not yes, every place. Yes, but had a it's patio. still covered. But and we we're still in panic mode, so it would still be far apart. Right. But like, we were all all of us, all my staff, we were all stressed out. Yeah. And didn't know what to do, and we're losing our minds, and. Uh, so we started, to, we, we did a thing where uh, someone we knew, staff, would design a shirt. Then we would have our staff member print it, because he, he printed, he screen printed things. And then we would all show up and like print labels and ship them. And then have that money and then split that money. Mm. Um, you know, and then Vans Sweet. helped us out with a thing where we did some shoes and then, you know, we got to have that. and. 
and we would show up and hang out because what else are we supposed to do? And Shane's yeah. always here. There's always going to be Shane. Right. And a cooler full of beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, th- those were some really weird times. Was the cafe... That was a product of COVID, right? Like, it, it came out of the oh, pandemic, the, the, did it? The coffee bar? That was the there. The window? In, uh, that was... Uh, it was... Uh, it came, It was born in 2015. Oh, okay. So we just served coffee. Yeah. Because um, what happened was this was such a blue-collar town that we had a great happy hour, but then they got pushed out, but then the tech people came in, um, and so we started serving coffee so we could have... Because why not? Because we need to survive. Basically. Right, right. Let's, let's pivot here and rethink this. Yeah. And serve coffee during the, the hours that we don't serve beer. And so that's when you got the window? Yeah. So okay. we always we always had that window, but then we made the window, and then when COVID happened, we especially made it a window. Boom. Yes. It was already there. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So COVID was weird and hard and rough, and it made us miss all the things that we had. Did you reopen and then shut down again? I mean, several times, right? Didn't we? Yeah. You know, we we were lucky because we were a restaurant, so we were able to remain open a lot a lot longer and a lot sooner before the bars could open. Right. Um, and so we just figured it out. And it was just a constant state of pivoting. You know, right. what, what worked, what didn't work, how do we do this? And just, it was stressful, but also we, we made it work. Uh, do, do you already feel like it was an experience that's just going to make you smarter, stronger, better? Absolutely. Already? Okay, good. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't want to presume anything because yeah. we are, I'm, we're still in it. Yeah. We're still uh, in it. You know, we're, we're, we're at a different point of still in it, but we're still in it. And so. I feel like any good business owner is going to have to pivot at some point in their career. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you can have a great formula, but things change, you know? Neighborhoods change as we Absolutely. all know There's a whole well. down the street. A, could you... <laughs> I, yeah, I think I heard that. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's uh, condos. I'm surrounded by condos right now. When you mentioned a block off of uh, Castro on Market, mm-hmm. I was like, there probably weren't condos yet. No, Not, it was no, there were probably no. like no. buildings and Victorians and yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So COVID was rough. The, the gym shut down completely. We put everything in storage, left our spot because we do in close, close contact, heavy breathing. Sweating. We, we had no idea yeah. what we were in for. Right. Um, but this stayed open as best as it could with as many of the staff members as we could. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always think of, I mean, restaurants are one thing, but bars specifically I think of, and maybe this is just who I am, as like you know once they were able to open in whatever form like that's what pe- people needed meeting places yes which a bar that's really all a bar is community 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 yeah yeah, yeah. and we had the park across the street mm-hmm. so we would put a dj out there on saturdays oh shit i didn't know face the speakers towards the park that's amazing you know yeah have a party okay well speaking of pivoting yes can we pivot to what you're up to uh, now? Yes. There's there's something there's an elephant. Yes. In the room. Yes. So, I we lose this right. We lose community, and it starts me thinking about community 
and yeah. you know because you have I have people coming up to me all the time like I was at that show at Parkside that was great and I was at that show at Parkside yeah I right have I have that absolutely yeah and you know it's like you you realize that you have you've created the space and it's same with pops you know like you get to you get to be a part of these and and not like and and not in the center you're I'm just I'm on the outskirts like everything is swirling around like all around mm -hmm. um, I'm just making the space for it you know and you're the uh, director of the movie exactly the conductor, the conductor. of the yeah um, and it started me just thinking about community and the community that I've had and sort of my path through everything and why I've chosen these jobs mm -hmm. because there's some jobs that I just don't really have an appetite for and I realize it's because I don't have the community like I was doing um, just anything that's not sort of people facing I just could not get into and uh, a friend of mine is this great photographer her name is Chloe Sherman and she started posting pictures online of uh, her, the pictures she's taken since the late 80s and early 90s all the way on through wow. of you know the of queer San Francisco uh, okay uh, queer uh, yeah, San Francisco yes city. Okay. and um, so now we have this nostalgia because I'm seeing you know pictures of people and places you know from the 90s and I realize how much we had you know sometimes it passes by so fast you, you don't realize and um, God, Chloe, go look her up on Instagram. Chloe yeah, Sherman. Is that how I see yep. how people? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, beautiful photos. Um, she had an art show, and got to see all. The, and and so now I'm remembering the community I had. And and what drew you here? Well, I was Time. queer, and it was this city was a, was not safe, but this city was a, a haven in a way, and. It felt, it was fun. And I got, I had a chance to grow and experience. I was gonna say nourishing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I started thinking about, I was, I've always wondered, and I, it's been a project on the back burner for years, about all the lesbian bars in the city. <laughs> and, cause I heard of this one on 15th and Petro called A Little More. And I was like, <laughs> ah, I wonder how many there have been. And I've always wanted to research it, and I was talking with my girlfriend, and she was like, well, let's do this. Let's, let's have this, this be a project. Um, and so I started looking up all these bars, and what we're looking for is sort of uh, logos and ephemera, mm. and, um, you know, to create this t-shirt. Okay. And so started researching it, and I found, like, there's, like, 40 bars over time. There's over 40 and we're talking just from World War II. Right. You know, I mean, it's not an extended period of time. Um, and the thing is, is that it's really been hard to find, like, logos or, or anything. Because um, if, if you were uh, out, you were morally unfit to own a bar, uh, you would have to have someone put the bar in their name right uh, if you were a woman you couldn't bartend unless you owned it uh, and that was there on the books until like the 70s um, you know you were 
threatened by the community, you were harassed by the cops, um, your customers and your clientele were probably scared or hiding or, you know, concerned about being exposed. Right. Um, it's not like you were handing out matches and, and had a big sign on the door. You weren't advertising anywhere. And right. so, and, um, okay, no. so I'm trying to track down any sort of logo, iconography, ephemera, anything from these bars. Because now you have this knowledge. Is just, yeah, you this have is like just a, a little side project. Right. And um, because, you know, we're thinking about community and we're talking about, and I see Chloe's work and I see how, you know, how the Lexington played such a pivotal part in my upbringing. Yeah. You know, and... You know, I knew about Amelia's, mm -hmm. and I knew about Francine's, which, or Francine. Paula's Clubhouse. Um, this is like when I first started coming to San Francisco. Um, you know what this is all reminding me of? That as you kind of rattle these names off, before the gangway closed, mm -hmm. this is where I saw it. At least it probably existed some other places. They had a little, like a little flyer, and it was like all the gay bars mm -hmm. it might have just been gay I don't know yeah I can't speak to it but it was like it was a fucking archive and I was like I was looking at it and of course now the gangway is gone but I was just like so much erasure so much do you know how gay the mission was do you know how women, I have an idea like okay <laughs> but like, I wasn't so, here so, so no, I'm starting I to do this research and you're yeah. finding out a lot just from like um oral history that has been transcribed and I've been able to access and someone mentions the bar or a one random newspaper article yeah you know and so I'm building we're building this list and tracking down all these things and going to the archives and searching you know old issues of the Bay Area report anything mm -hmm, we can find mm -hmm. anything gay mm -hmm. which um, is so hard mm -hmm. um, but I found out that Amnesia used to be called the Ebb Tide, and it was a gay bar, a little okay. women's bar, women's bar. Okay. Amnesia on Valencia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we had Amelia's, which was was the elbow room, it's now Valencia yeah. room. Right. Um, Casanova used to be Sophia's, the first and maybe only uh, women uh, uh, Latina bar. Okay. Uh, Esta Noche, uh, the Rainbow Cattle Company, which is now Zeitgeist. Okay. What else? Oh, Paula's Clubhouse, which is Kilowatt. So many places um, that, Lexington. Are, that are still bars. Yes, they're all still they're bars. That's interesting. But they're, but they're, they're so not, not. They're not. They're not for women. Yeah. For, for the for the gay women. Right. Uh, the queers. Right. Um. So. I really missed. Also, 2016 elections. Yeah. Sort of started bringing back a lot of hate for my people. Yeah. You know, and I'm always, I, I look like a dyke. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's always this hypervigilance when I go anywhere. Mm. Um, and I, got, I get a little bit of a break in San Francisco. Sure. But I watch where I travel. Mm. You know, I mm -hmm. mean, I'm always. You never know. Right. You you always hyper vigilant, and mm. so you know, it's like remembering the '90s made me nostalgic for a little for a little bit of time when I didn't have to be so vigilant. Mm. Right. Because we're all weirdos in this neighborhood, you know, and we outnumber 
everyone else. Yeah. But now that's not true. Right. Now I'm the weirdo and the outcast again. And now and, Valencia Street is clean and, and has like, large sidewalks. Like, and, and don't yeah. look at me like that, motherfucker. Yeah. This is my town. Right. I've been on this sidewalk longer than you. For me, it's not only, it's not, I mean, also you've been here doing things for people. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah. you know, it's like, I, and I am very comfortable, very comfortable in any environment. But sometimes it's just exhausting. Right. You know, it's like, I don't want to have to worry about going to the bathroom, getting a drink, having my girlfriend hit on, having uncomfortable conversations with people who can't wrap their head around me right and um and so this sort of space that i missed there was a lack and a need i feel at this time um you know i've talked to a lot of young kids and like oh we don't need bars because we can meet we can meet like-minded people out there on on the internet we can go find the gay women's climbing group and you know the you know whatever they need they can find a community that way Mm -hmm. um but i don't know i feel like times are changing we gotta rally we need a place and so i called a realtor guy and i said if you ever know of anything let me know and he brought me a few when was that this was literally months of this summer oh shit okay this summer i thought maybe you planted the seed no this is like you manifested the fuck out of that i mean you know community weird fucking election increase in threatening things all over this country right um reminiscing about the places we had and feeling pushed out of my own places. Chloe's show. Uh-huh. And also the change in the mission and the the the, the feeling less welcome in my own town. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he brought me a couple of spots and uh, they weren't the right fit. And then mm-hmm. he brought me this one and I was absolutely going to do my best to make this happen. Um, he brought me... A bar. It used to be called Esta Noche. Yes. And it's on Which you 16th can, and Mission. You can uh, talk about the Valencia. history of that place if, you, if Esta you'd Noche like. Was, you'd Esta like, Noche you know. was created, uh, it was opened in 1979 by a uh, Latin man who, he was tired of going to the bars in the Castro. He's a gay man, tired of going to the gay bars in the Castro, and being asked for two forms of ID. Castro, or like, I'll just, I'll coin it here, Castro's so white. Yes, and, and he didn't feel at home. Right. And so he created Esta Noche. Okay. And 79. 1979 into 2014. 2014. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... I used to live at 20th and uh, Mission, and so I'd walk by. That was like my commute home because I get up at 16th Street Bar. Uh huh. It was probably always the favorite part of that four-block commute was walking by Estenoche around like 6 p.m. Yes. Every day, I was always just like, starting to get just I'm getting started. I'm not even gay, but I was yeah. just like, this is fucking. This is why. This is one of the reasons I moved here. I was like, this. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's really sad to yeah. see it close. Yes. Um, but I have this opportunity, and so I'm in the process right now of taking over and um, opening a sort of women's queer bar in the mission. Yes. It's What's the name? Mother. Mother. Okay. Mother. Uh, I mean, I, I had pops. Yeah. Uh, I am sort of a... It's, it's misgendered, if you know me. But I okay. am taking care of a lot of... I'm glad you know this about yourself. Because I'm hearing your story, and I'm like, yeah, you take care of... Shane lives upstairs yeah, in the yeah. green room. You yep, know, yep. I, I, I feel... I feel very... I am taking in all the stray animals, all mm-hmm. the strays. Mm-hmm. And um, I just thought it was a good name. It is a great name. Yeah. And I'm, you know, it's scary. It's being pushed out of your comfort zone. It's. Is it scarier than other things you've yes. done? Yes. Yes. What can you speak to? Like, in what ways? Because I don't like the spotlight. Because I don't want to be forward-facing. I mean, you're you so know, friendly. I, I really, I, you're easy to talk to, which I like. Sure, but one-on-one. Yeah, that yeah, that's great. It's different, but it's like, different. you know, sometimes, like, when I have a new bartender, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's Malia. She's the owner." I'm like, "Oh, Shut up, you're yeah. in trouble now." <laughs> right. I would rather be anonymous. I would rather just be a, the, a bar, the bar back. You right. know what I mean? Like, just right. let me bar back. Yeah. Don't. So it's it feels more forward facing. It feels. You're getting some attention for this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely a don't fuck this up kind of moment. Pressure. Yeah. Uh, it's also scary in this time, in this yeah. era, in this you know attack. Anything kind of era. I mean, right now, 100%. as we're speaking, all the, the drag shows are under attack 100%. this weekend. You know, yep. it's it's a reality, and I yep. think we're, you know, we're maybe a little bit safer in the city, but it's still scary. I, every time I see a pickup truck, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they're just my customers. <laughs> there you go. Um, I have to ask, um, have you heard about... so? I don't, I don't know if you like sports, but have you heard about this woman, Jenny Nguyen, in Portland, who has opened the first women's sports bar? Oh. It's called the Sports Bra. Love it. Love it. I heard about it because my wife does a podcast, uh-huh. um, and she found out about Jenny and, and had Jenny on her show. And I was like, there's something, again, it's not sports, but there's something I, I love. I'm a cheerleader for the underdogs, always, yes. always. And I love history. I hate all the erasure that has been, that, when we talk about gentrification, that's what we're talking about, displacement, yes. erasure. Um, I love any like effort contra that. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what is happening in Portland. And and hopefully here. I think. Yeah. I think it's huge. And where? 
the location. Absolutely. The the general location, the specific location mm-hmm. of the oldest Tenoche. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 a new environment. It's a new bar. I don't know where anything is. They've got a dishwasher. It's oh. fancy. Like it's it's nice. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Are you staying on here? I'm staying on here for sure. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, we just need to, it's, you know, it was very well taken care of. The current owner is great. Okay. Um, I've never been. And I love her staff. I'm keeping all the staff. I heard that, yes. Yes. I mean, you Respect can't. Respect the work. You know, yeah. yeah. Bartenders. Yeah. Barbacks. Absolutely. Do they have a kitchen? I can't. They I don't know. have a kitchen. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my ass As full. I smell. I have my. The amazing food coming from the park oh, side. God, I think those are French moment. fries, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have to save yeah. my appetite, otherwise uh, <laughs> I'd be like stuffing my face right now. Uh, yeah, oh. so it's a little intense. Sorry, but... that dog, yeah. Oh, there that's Astro. Okay. I had a feeling you might know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I, it's, it'll be an adventure. Yeah, but... I love the opportunities that I had in the places and the, and the bars that I've been able to experience. Uh, and it, allow, it allowed me, like, some people don't understand how hyper-vigilant you have to be if you are outwardly gay. Right. Uh, sure, we have, you know, musicians and m- movies and series and every single character, you have to have at least one gay person now, and it's great, and I love that. But it's, it, it doesn't, it's, you still have to be aware. You're mm-hmm. still constantly mm-hmm. getting all kinds of just weird and wrong interactions. We're not there yet. We're not. We're, um, we, we've made some progress, but yeah. we're not there. Um, and it's, it, it's really nice to go to a bar where you don't have to worry. Yeah. And that's the space you're creating. Yeah. You're not worried about getting pushed out by the guy at the bar that is drunk and yelling and obnoxious and also 220 pounds and mm. drunk yeah, yeah and trying to pick up on everyone like I just want to have, can I just have a drink and just be myself and relax mm-hmm. like to relax and have a cocktail mm-hmm. yeah it's fair to say that this bar is and again given your story and, and what you've been doing what you've been experiencing that it's an homage of sorts. It's an homage. It's a collage. It's a collage. I like that. I like that. <laughs> you know, it's all the things that I appreciate in a bar. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to build. I want to continue all the things I believe in in a bar, um, and to be able to try and make a new space and a new community. That was Mother Bar owner Malia Spaniel. Next week on the podcast, meet Dante Ball, a born and raised San Franciscan who, like Malia, is about to open a new business. Gumbo Social will be on 3rd Street in the Bayview. Episode 10 drops next Tuesday, and we hope you'll join us for that. Music for Story San Francisco was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Michelle Kilfeather does original photography for us. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. 
and the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fifth season, we have more than 200 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're able to, please rate and review the show. And drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, weird, and healthy. And we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.